It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck, here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Peerless Boilers, America's best-built boilers. Bud Light, keep it crisp. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York football giants. Learn more at picknrg.com. River Spring Health, call 856-SENIOR. And brought to you by your local Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealers. Visit mbusa.com for special offers. Alongside Jeff Fiegels, I'm Lance Meadow as we are recapping the Giants' 35-17 loss to the Cowboys at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Not the way the Giants anticipated that they were going to kick off the 2019 season. And Jeff, the offense went out there, scored on their first drive. Eli Manning connected with Evan Ingram, and you thought, okay, maybe that would be something they'd be able to build off of. But the defensive breakdown, specifically in the first half, enabling Dak Prescott and company to get one big play after another. And we're not just talking about wide open plays. We're talking about huge chunk plays, Jeff, that continue to collect all throughout the course of this game. Yeah, the game plan for the Cowboys was just to just dink and dunk down the field. Little little passes here, little passes there. And the Giants gave up the whole middle of the field. I didn't. Broken coverage is you can't have that. And then when you look and see the score of the game, it just goes to show you exactly what Dak Prescott had his day with that defense. A lot of mental mistakes, a lot of penalties, um, just sloppy play defensively. Eight penalties for 70 yards overall for the team. Penalties were essentially spread across the board. But with respect to the defensive breakdowns, you're talking about a 28-yard touchdown pass to Blake Jarwin, a 21-yard touchdown pass to Amari Cooper, a 25-yard touchdown pass to Randall Cobb. And it was over the middle of the field, to your point, Jeff. They went after a young, inexperienced secondary, and you can't blame the Cowboys for doing that. No, I mean, they, 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 they exactly what you just said. They wanted to go after a young secondary. They actually went after some experienced guys, too, in the middle of the field with those safeties. Antoine Bethea and, and Jabril Peppers, they didn't play very well either. The other thing is the, the Giants defense could not get off the field. The Cowboys converted five of six third down conversions early on in the game. They ran the clock. They had 19 minutes of time of possession in the first half. That's one way to keep Saquon Barkley off the field is by having time of possession. The Cowboys have been known for time of possession because of their running game. It's been their strength, and that's why they're a very strong team on third down, to your point, Jeff. 60% conversion rate for Dallas in this contest as they beat the Giants 35-17. We'll step aside. We'll come back. We'll hear from Pat Shermer, get locker room reaction as well. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Welcome back to Giants Extra Point. So glad you could join us. Let's head to the podium. Pat Shermer addressing the media. Uh, and we didn't play well enough. Um, so we got to learn from it. Um, there's things that we didn't do, obviously, obviously on offense. We, we didn't, you know, I think we were uh, two for 12 on third down. So it's very unacceptable. And um, we'll get that fixed. And then on defense, I think there were some, some big plays against us in the passing game that we've got to... We've got to get that rectified, um, especially against a good team. So, got plenty of work to do. Uh, we got to get back to New Jersey and get to work. So, had a lot of young players out there playing for the first time. Um, you know, there's some good. There's some some stuff we got to get cleaned up, and um, they need to improve quickly. All right. So, I'll take your questions. Had it seemed like in the first half, Dak's strategy was just throw at whoever the cornerback was that wasn't Janoris Jenkins. Whether it's Baker or Hamilton, how do you guys 
address that because obviously they're both inexperienced. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to ask them if that was their strategy. I mean, that seemed like that's where the ball was going. You know, we have we have ways to to help guys that are one on one, but the guys got to play got to play too. So um, you know, that's something that. You know, we'll look at we'll look at everything we did tactically and personnel wise, and try to make the changes necessary. On a few of them, we've seen that guys were just running free down the middle. Is that just coverage breakdowns? Yeah, there? I think the one there was a couple there that you know we got We got to get closer in coverage. I'll look at it. I, I got an idea what happened, but I want to make sure I see it before I I follow up with uh, a full answer. How disconcerting is it for that unit that side of the ball moving forward? That you know, they look like they can pretty much do anything they want. Yeah, I think I'm not dis. I, I don't know what that word is. Um, I'm I'm not disappointed. Um, I, what we need to get better, not dis- discouraged, just can whatever you said. And I'm not, you know, we we just got to get better. Yeah, I, I mean, we got to look at that too. You know, that has an effect on how well the quarterback plays. So we'll we'll take a look at that. Can you explain the inefficiency from the third down situations? Mixture of things. You know, there was a couple short ones. Um, you know, I think we, we went for it on uh, – we got a crazy penalty on a ball that was thrown at the feet of Saquon where they said, I, I don't know what that was all about because uh, I would have gone for it again there. But um, it's, a, it's a mixture of things, and it's always the case. You had the, the ball deep in Cowboys territory in the third quarter, and you call a, a handoff to Penny, and then Eli took yeah. the whole out. Yeah. Um, any looking back on that? No, saying, no. Uh, we should gain more yards on the one to Penny, and then we got to do something with the ball we roll out. Saquon, I did anything on the field earlier early on. You were, you were pretty upset. What, I was, was upset. You, what was going on there? Well, because it was obviously 12 men on the field. They two threw, they threw two flags, to which we were aware. We were in formation. Um, and my understanding is that was a penalty. They, they said that there was a timeout called. Now, the timing of all that, I don't know, but um, the guys called flags before, you know, they didn't know. It. So, I don't, I don't I don't know. But that was obviously a – that's obviously a – I don't know about the penalty. I don't know about the timeout. But the way they were lined up in formation with us over the ball, that's a, that's a foul. I, I do know that. Well, then the next play was a throw to Saquon in the flat, and they said there was nobody there. So I don't know. Was that the potential ground? Yeah. And he didn't get yeah. past 10 yards. But there was a guy in the vicinity behind the line of scrimmage, right? Could have been a screen pass. What about leading into halftime with the, uh, the Hail Mary pass interference look like he wanted the challenge? I do. I, I know the rule. You can't. But I was just – making a point to the official that they should take a good look and see if that was P.I. or not. So that was what the, that conversation was about. And I wanted to make sure they came over and uh, talked to me about it. So I want to make sure I'm, those are all officiated the right way. Offensively, uh, was there not a lot designed down the field or were guys? They played a lot of two deep. They played a lot of soft zone. And there was we took some shots that they, they really – Kind of took away from us, and that's why we checked it down and got yards underneath. Baker, obviously his first go around here. Uh, Who? Baker. Uh, yeah. Um, obviously, you have a little bit of film, but I mean, is that is that at least growing pains? You just kind of have to expect a young guy to have to go through. Early. Rookie corner in the NFL, out there playing for the first time. There's a lot to be learned. Uh, with Saquon, the, 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 the 
game in that situation? What did you think of how you performed? I thought it was the right thing to do to get him some uh, get him some work. And you know we don't want to fumble the ball like he did. You can see he's a competitive guy. He'll learn to run run that out of bounds. But he wanted, to, in his mind, he competes, and he said, "I wanted to guarantee we got the first. He just got to secure the ball on that play. But for the for for the rest of it, I felt like it was important to get him some work." Saquon only touched the ball once in the second quarter. Uh, I think he had six touches combined, finished yeah. with eleven rushes. Is that? I don't think we. I don't. I don't think we had enough plays in the second quarter period, so we need more plays. Are you all right with 11 rushes total? I know in the second half it kind of got away from you there. But yeah, I mean, we got, game. the games games play out differently, right? I think he had really good production when he touched the ball because we threw him the ball as well. How did you think you had Madden play? I thought he did some good, really good things. You know, he had one where he kept us alive. He, he executed a fourth down, did a, a, a lot of really good things. I don't think when you look at it, there was, there was any ball that was uh, inaccurate to a – you know, to agree. So I got to watch it all, but I thought there were other things that contributed to our loss. You brought up the two for twelve on third down. How do you guys get better there, and how how detrimental was that to the offense? In well, it's obvious. I think that's one of the things that you have to be good at in order to stay on the field and get more plays. And we we got to just make sure there's a mixture of reasons why we didn't, and we just got to get better. Uh, two more. Two the more. second, second and third and longs. Uh, you're down twenty something points there in the third quarter. How do you balance that? What do you want from your quarterback there with regards to balancing, taking the chance to you know make a play downfield even if maybe it's a little risky or just taking that check down there? I don't know what you're talking about. We call plays to execute them, and there's typically ones downfield, and they play a soft zone. You're forced to check it down. You want to stay out of second and third and longs. Then you got to try to execute. Yeah. Check that you're right with that at that point. Well, at that point, I'm all right with him getting completions if the downfield throws are not there. What do you do? What do you do, coach, in terms of trying to get the defense to put more pressure on the quarterback? Well, we're going to look at it. We're going to look at it, and we'll just keep working on really all the the fundamental parts of the game, which includes uh, getting pressure. Could circumstances just like today? Could circumstances other than how Eli's playing dictate if you go to Daniel permanently? Oh, t- today was an obvious situation in my mind to put him in the game, okay? And then that's it. I'm not going to play your hypothetical game. All right, so that was Giants head coach Pat Shermer and his press conference brought to you by your local Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealers. Visit MBUSA.com for special offers. As the Cowboys beat the Giants 35-17 in Week 1 at AT AT&T Stadium, we will step aside, we'll come back, we'll hear from the players, get their reaction to a tough Week 1 loss, and a little bit later on, we'll continue to break down the stats and key takeaways from the regular season opener between the Cowboys and the Giants. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Alongside Jeff Eagles, I'm Lance Meadow. We're recapping the Giants' 35-17 loss to the Cowboys in Arlington, Texas. The player of the game is brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers. ELEC 825, building our future. Player of the game is Evan Ingram. 11 catches, 116 yards, and the early touchdown for the Giants that put them up 
7 nothing. after that. Obviously, it went downhill because of a number of defensive breakdowns. And, Jeff, we just heard from Pat Shermer, and he mentioned the youth, the inexperience of some of the secondary players was a reason for some of the miscues and the inability, clearly, for the Giants to get after Dak Prescott. What did we talk about in the pregame? What have we talked about all offseason, Jeff? The Defense, inexperience pressure. and the lack of pass rush. Yeah, you know, and it's going to, you know, I know that you're going to get really tired of listening to it all the time. There is some truth to it, but the fact of the matter is this is the National Football League. Um, it was going to be a tough game to win on the road. We know that. Um, these guys have to play better. Um, I think defensively there's a lot of problems that we we've that they've exposed here, particularly in the middle of the field and the tight end situation, which they haven't been able to, that's to prove. The that they, that's, it, it really has been. On the flip side of it, offensively, uh, the the game kind of got away for, with them a little bit. You know, the the Cowboys were able to keep Saquon off the field in time of possession, um, offensively. So that was kind of their plan. The good thing about this is, and we talked about the health of Evan Ingram and how an integral part he can play in this offense. You showed today that he can be that guy. 11 receptions, 116 yards. I don't know how many targets he had. Probably 14. 14. Okay, so that's a pretty good clip right there. If that continues, they're going to have to pay attention to Evan Ingram, which is going to open up the passing game for some of these other guys. You call uh, Vladimir, had a nice catch down the sideline today. Benny Fowler was in, in the mix. Not a lot of Sterling Shepard today f- for some reason, but that's, that, that'll change week to week. But my theory here is that there's going to be able to spread the ball around, and especially if Evan Ingram can catch the football like you did today. Well, and Jeff, I think there's evidence of them spreading the wealth today. The problem is what was lacking the big plays down the field. Well, for example, Sterling had seven targets, six catches, but for 42 yards, his longest catch was for 11. Yeah. They weren't getting these guys deep down the field. Yeah, and Coach Shermer had mentioned that they play that two-deep coverage and they were doing a lot of soft zone, as they say, so meaning that they're not going to let anybody get down the middle of the field. They're going to give them everything underneath. But they had good coverage. The Cowboys have good corners, and there was a lot of good coverage out there. That's why there was a lot of check down city today. I mean, it was just check down over check down after check down. And in the lack of third down, converting, that, that hurts this team. You got to convert some of those third downs and to to keep the drives going. And when you look at the third downs over the course of the game, it was mixed in terms of down and distance, Jeff. They had a third and 12, a third and 8, a third and 9, a third and 17 and a third and 14. So the penalties did come back to bite them, whether it was offensive holding, Cody Latimer had an offensive yeah. pass interference. Well, I mean, they were going backwards more so than forwards. And and again, on the third downs, a third and longs, if the if the team is not giving you you know, they're giving you those five, six-yard completions. You're not going to be able to throw anything down the field on third and 14 and 12. You're not going to convert them. Hold that thought, Jeff. Let's go to the locker room. Michael All Thomas. Right. Uh, self, uh, kudos to the Cowboys. They came out here, good team. They played well. So we, we got to get back to work and get better. What happened on some of those plays where there was guys running wide open? Right. That's what I said. We, stuff can't happen. You know, we... Is it miscommunication? It, 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 just... it was a mixed bag of a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? We are correct. And it was a different guy every time, so. It seemed like um, a lot of times in the first half, especially they were targeting DeAndre or Antonio. Um, what do you, as a veteran, what do you say to a guy like him or like DeAndre? We, just, we, we, we got a challenge. We got a, you know, as secondaries on us to challenge. 
guys, and we we got to stand up and make a play. And you know, and stuff not going right as a team, can't wait on somebody else to make a play. You got to be the one to go out there and make a play, and that's all of us. That's not just on those two guys. It's not on anybody else. You know, everybody got to be willing to challenge. So that's it. What can you guys do to put some more pressure on the quarterback? It's it's on the team. It's on the DBs to play tighter in coverage. Linebackers just play tighter in coverage and D-line rush. That's it. It's a team thing. It's not just one player. It's not just one unit. So we got to get this thing fixed and start with getting back to work when we get back uh, to Jersey. Who's the one with Witten? Was that one? No, on? that's on me. Yeah, that's eyes. Can't happen. Eyes. Can't happen. Discipline. Got to play discipline. That's on me. That's Giant Safety Michael Thomas. Let me take a quick run around here, Lance. We're in the locker room post game. It's all presented by MetLife. It's the official insurance company of the New York football giants. I'm waiting for Eli Manning to pop out of the shower. We'll get him one on one when he does. And let me throw it back to you for now. I'll let you know when we have our next guy down here, Lance. All right. Thank you so much, John. Cowboys beat the Giants 35-17 at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Alongside Jeff Fiegels, I'm Lance Meadow as we're recapping some of the breakdowns defensively is what we were talking about, Jeff, we before we there. went to the locker room. And you just heard from safety Michael Thomas that he was asked about the touchdown pass to Jason Witten and took full blame of saying that his eyes were not disciplined on that play. Yeah, and I listen, I, and Coach Shermer, it's, it's tough. These young guys, these young corners in a National Football League, a regular season game. Now they've seen the transition from what it's like to play in a preseason to a regular season game. Um, rude and so awakening. It's, it's very rude awakening. But, you know, I know it's a cliche. you got to go back to work. You gotta, that's all you can do. Okay, the game is over now. Go back in and look at the film and, and make corrections. But there's got to be some accountability here. You just can't, you can't say this the same thing every single week. Okay, we're not going to go for that. we got to see some improvement. Well, because it reminds me, Jeff, a few seasons ago where there were constant breakdowns. And what did you hear after every game? Miscommunication, guys not on the yeah. same page. So it's one thing to pick up on that week one. It's another thing when you're still having the same conversation a few weeks later. One thing you have to look at when you come into the regular season, opposed to playing in the preseason, there isn't a lot of game planning that goes on in the preseason. When you have young football players on the team, they have to learn how to practice and how to execute the game plan in a short period of time. These guys have not had any, had a lot of time to figure out how to do this, and it is a learning process for these young guys. Yeah, it tends to be very vanilla in the preseason, it's Jeff. It's totally vanilla. And now all of a sudden, you're focusing and honing in on a specific offensive scheme that you need to shut down. And listen, it's football, right? So these guys have been playing cornerback all their lives, and it's and so they'll, they'll, get, they'll have to come back and get it sooner or later. We are expecting to have more locker room reaction momentarily from a number of defenders across the board as the Giants watch Dak Prescott. <laughs> well, Dak Prescott found them, Jeff. Yeah. He was able to take advantage of them throughout the course of this game. We heard from Michael Thomas. We're expecting to maybe hear from a few of the young corners, but the communication, the learning curve mm -hmm. is on full display, as Pat Shermer mentioned. And, you know, it's somewhat baptism by fire, Jeff, and in no, game one. No question. And here's the thing about you have to have short memories. Okay, those cornerbacks can't they can't go back and think about what just happened because they have a play ahead of them. So they have to that's something to learn, the learning process. Young guys in this league, that's why there's no substitute for experience. I'm telling you. It's just it happens, you gotta get better. Let's head back to the locker room. John Schmelk with Antoine Bethes. Um but you know, we gotta go in tomorrow, critique the um critique the film and um, you know, 
a lot of the stuff that we did wrong is correctable. And, you know, week two, um, we got a, another opponent and we, get, we got another chance. You've got a lot of youth out there, especially in the secondary. How much of that do you just chalk up to inexperience? Um, some of it is inexperience, but we can't have any excuses. You know, we, um, we, we, we work, we practice, um, we watch film, and, you know, um, you know, we can't, we can't hold that over our head and have that excuse as we're young. Yeah, we're young, but you know what I mean? We, 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 we getting paid to, to do a job, and we got to do our job. Those, you know, guys <laughs> run open down the middle. Is that just communication break? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's you know, um, obviously they made the play, um, but on our end it's um, miscommunication, and you know that's that's 14 points. You know, so we'll uh, we'll get back to the drawing board, and we got to make these corrections and play better next week. That's Giants safety Antoine Bethay. Let's throw it over to our other microphone where Evan Ingram is addressing the media. Definitely looking forward to uh, just continue to. Continue to work and, and, and make big plays and, and win 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 those games and make big plays and wins. We're pretty optimistic after the preseason training camp. Oh, no, we're, it's definitely a lesson that we're learning today. Um, this team is different from the past. We played a good team today. Um, they had our number, um, but it's, a, it's only one game. We got 15 left, and uh, the mentality in this locker room is is where it needs to be. Um, and this is going to make us hungrier. And we get to go home next week, get a full week of preparation to fix the mistakes um, and get back in front of our fans um, and, and, and play a good Buffalo team. How much do you guys miss Golden? I mean, Golden's a, a great talent. Um, definitely, definitely miss him. Um, um, he's, he's been making plays all season and, and all camp, so um, definitely unfortunate not having him. But, I mean, it's next man up mentality, and this guy's got to compete, and uh, we'll be happy when he's back. That's Giants tight end Evan Ingram. I'm going to slide over here. Eli Manning's going to hit the podium. I'm going to see if I can grab him. He's having a quick discussion with uh, Sterling Shepard. Not going to interrupt that, but as soon as he's uh, done with Sterling, I'm going to slide over and see if I can grab him for a minute here on our Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point post-game show. And we got Eli Manning. Eli, it's brought to you by Toyota, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. Eli, team got to a fast start offensively, and then that series of plays with the 12 men on the field and all that, everything kind of seemed to just fall apart after that. Yeah, just you know, um, yeah, got off to a great start. Drove, you know, drove right down there. Got a touchdown. Uh, defensive got a stop on the first possession. Take the lead. So um, after that, had another good drive going. You know, got down there. Um, you know, kind of have a, a, a third and short. Um, you know that we don't we don't uh, get it. You know they have yeah they got um, 12 guys. They call timeout. We have a third down. You know I throw it to Saquon on the sideline. They call intentional grounding. Um, and so you know we're probably gonna go forward on that situation instead. Uh, get the penalty and 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 knocks us out. Uh, we're at the punt it. So just uh, you know that that uh, was unfortunate. So just you know had a couple uh, kind of the way the game get, went. We had a couple you know nice drives going. Just uh, didn't get to come uh, come away with touchdowns or enough points a few times. Just had some third and and shorts. We just didn't convert on. Were you surprised given you were contacted when you threw the ball and the ball was only about five yards short of Barkley that you got the flag on the intentional grounding? Yeah, I was I was, I was surprised. I think uh, you know in that scenario. Uh, yeah, I mean there's I'm, there's a guy in the area right there and I'm getting hit as I'm throwing it and uh, you know he, he's in the area. I don't think that's intentional grounding. Talk a little bit about situational football because you guys moved the ball through three quarters you had 320 yards of offense that's pretty good right but third downs red zone is that something that you can fix during the week going into next week uh definitely and a lot of them um you know unfortunately we're like third and and shorts you know fourth and shorts uh where we you know we got to find ways to uh 
you know, convert on those and fourth downs. So it wasn't, it wasn't like we were, it was third and, you know, fives and sixes or third and longs early on. It was third and, and very manageable and, and uh, try to do some play action and, uh, and just, you know, weren't able to convert on some of those. And unfortunately that, that hurt us and prevented us from scoring enough points. It looked like a bunch of times you had to go underneath where they throwing a lot of too deep safety, a lot of soft zones out there that, that especially on those third and longs that, that made you yeah. throw the ball underneath a little bit. I mean, third, yeah. When you're sitting there in third and you know 15s, and, and it's hard. Stuff, it's you know, there's not a whole lot of, you know, they're playing very soft and playing at the sticks. You don't have a whole lot of uh, you know, plays that are that are perfect for that scenario. So, um, you know, unfortunately, we got in that, you got in those positions, and you just can't. You know, it's just uh, that's gonna make it a long day. Uh, you know, unfortunately, late in the, you know late in the game, we got um, just got down and got behind the sticks. Had some penalties that hurt us. Finally, just heading into the rest of the season, there was a lot of optimism bad first week, but it's only one week. What's the message for the team as you move forward so this one loss doesn't turn into more? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, uh, you know, just keep keep grinding. I think you have to realize that we were close, did a lot of good things, moved the ball uh, well, and just uh, had a couple, you know, scenarios that, um, you know, uh, they had good, you know, had good calls, and, and we just, you know, weren't able to convert on some things, and, and uh, um, you know, and we just got to do, you know, just keep keep working, and, and uh, you know, I think there was a lot of good things, and, and we'll build off the good things. Thank you, Eli. Appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. That's Giants quarterback Eli Manning. Let me slide over here. I'm going to see if I can get in the mix here. Saquon's about to talk, but there's a lot of guys around them, so I'm going to need to try to get in closer. Let's see if I can manage. Bob, can I slide in front of you here real quick? Thank you, sir. Here's Saquon Barkley. The loss. I mean, obviously, besides the loss, I know you said besides the loss, uh, um, you want to come out and start the season off right. Um, but I do think we did a lot of great things. Um, you know, we, we made a, a couple of mistakes, and, uh, you know, they capitalized on our mistakes. So um, we just got to get better, get back to the drawing boards, and, um, you know, don't make this a habit and learn from it and uh, get better from it. Offensively, how do you correct the third down situation? You guys like 3 and 12 or something like that for third down? We gotta find a way. You no, know, we gotta know the situation. We gotta know the sticks, um, and we gotta find a way to 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 make it happen. Um, you know, we got enough playmakers, and you know, a heck of an offense, and um, you know that can help our defense out too. Um, when you continue to get the ball movement and get the drives going, so we gotta understand the situation, know where the sticks is, and find a way to get it. Third quarter, fairly late in the third quarter, you're down deep in their territory. You got a third and two, and then a fourth and one. Do you want the ball in that situation? And were you a little surprised you didn't get it? Um, obviously, you know, as a player, um, not as a player, just as a competitor, you want the ball in your hand. But uh, you know, you gotta trust the system, you gotta trust your teammates, um, and that's what you know what I what I do. You know, I, I, I'm not gonna question the calls. Um, you know, I, I believe that the calls are right, and we just as a team, as a whole, uh, especially on offense, gotta find a way to capitalize and um, convert those convert that third down and convert that fourth down um, and find a way to get in the end zone. Um, it's little things like that, uh, you know, that if we're able to do and capitalize that, it can be a completely totally different game. And um, those are the things you learn from, and you go back and you watch and um, you improve on. When you ran the ball today, do you think it was effective? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think we ran the ball really well. Not only myself, um, I think when Wayne got in there, Wayne did an unbelievable job. Um, you know, he got it into the end zone too. Uh, you know, um, but I think you know you, they got up on us uh, pretty a pretty big league. So it's harder when the ball when you're down. Um, and um, like I said, we got to find a way just continue continue to be consistent in a balanced group and uh, let the plays come to us. It's only, game, it's only game one, but it's a division game. How do you make sure that this doesn't snowball into something really negative? 
but I just go back and watch film. You know, I, I know, you know, we lost, obviously, um, but we did a lot of good. Um, you know, we were able to drive the ball, we were able to move the ball against a very talented team and a very talented defense. Um, so we just got to go back to the drawing boards, uh, learn, be honest with each other, um, and find a way to fix the mistakes. You know, as the lead is growing for them, and you kind of know the way the game is being dictated, that, you know, I mean, you watch down the field and score really easily with you being a big part of it. And once the lead gets out of hand, you know the ball's just going to be taken out of your hand. No, it's not hard to watch at all. You know, my mindset goes directly to got to respond, um, whether it's running the ball, passing the ball, um, whatever way you do it. Um, when you see offense go down the score, uh, the first thing that goes to my mind is respond. How can we respond as offense? And uh, that's what we got to do. And we did a good job of driving down, driving down, but settle for a three. Um, and, you know, the one time we, we didn't convert on the third and fourth down, um, and you know turnovers on down, so uh, we just got to find a way to find find a way to put the ball in the end zone. That's Saquon Barkley. We're gonna wrap it up here from the locker room, guys, but they're going fast, and we don't want to be left in Dallas. So let's throw it back upstairs, or uh, throw it back to New York, rather, where Lance Middle and Jeff Fields will take you the rest of the way, guys. All right, appreciate that, John. Thanks so much. Yes, if we were upstairs, we'd be in trouble too because we'd have a hard time getting back to New York as well as the Giants fall to the Cowboys 35-17. So Dallas has now beaten the Giants five meetings in a row, and that includes each of the last two years in which they have a series season sweep. And on top of that, the Giants are now 1-9 and nine in season openers against the Cowboys, including 1-7 and seven in Big D. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. The Mets blew a 3-0 lead and fell to the Phillies 10-7. The Yankees are visiting the Red Sox tonight. Rafael Nadal is playing Daniel Medvedev for the U.S. Open title. More later on WFAN New York. So the Giants fall in week one to the Dallas Cowboys 35-17. We'll step aside when we come back. We'll run through some of the notable statistics. A little bit later on, we'll get to the highlights as well as your phone calls at 877-337-6666. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as the Giants fall to the Cowboys 35-17 in Week 1 in Big D. Let's walk you through tonight's stats brought to you by Bud Light. Keep it crisp. Eli Manning, 30 of 44, 306 yards, one touchdown pass to Evan Ingram. That happened on the very first drive of the game, and then after that it was an offensive struggle for the entire group in terms of converting when they got into the red zone and it looked like they were going to make some noise in Dallas territory. And then on top of that, all the defensive breakdowns that followed. Daniel Jones did replace Eli Manning on the final drive of the game. Once the game was already wrapped up for Dallas, he was 3 of 4 for 17 yards. He did lose a fumble. Eli Manning was sacked once in this game and lost a fumble as well. And that came when the Giants were in the red zone. The Power Report brought to you by PSE&G, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. On the ground tonight, the Giants ran the ball 17 times for 151 yards. Saquon Barkley led the way 11 for 120. Wayne Goleman added two rushes for 17 yards, and he had a touchdown late in the game. As far as the receiving core goes, Evan Ingram led the way 11 catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. The 11 catches coming on 14 targets. Cody Latimer, three receptions for 74 yards, highlighted by a 43-yard grab down the right sideline. Sterling Shepard had six catches for 42 yards. Wayne Goleman 
chipped in with three for 24, and Benny Fowler had five for 40. On Dallas's side of things, Dak Prescott had a perfect quarterback rating in this game, 158.3, so that should tell enough. 25 of 32 for 405 yards, four touchdowns. They all went to four different targets, one to Amari Cooper, one to Randall Cobb, Blake Jarwin, and Jason Witten, each of their tight ends, also getting into the end zone for Witten. It was his 16th touchdown against the Giants in 31 career regular season games. This guy has been an absolute headache no matter what Giants defense he has gone up against during his tenure as a Dallas Cowboy. And he essentially picked up exactly where he left off before retirement. On the ground, Dallas didn't really need to pound the football because they had a field day through the air. They ran the ball 30 times for 89 yards. Zeke, 13 carries, 53 yards. He got a late touchdown to help seal it. Tony Pollard, their fourth-round pick out of Memphis, also had 13 rushes for 24 yards. So Zeke wound up with 13 carries, and then they also targeted him twice in the passing game. He had one catch. So 14 touches for Ezekiel Elliott coming off that lengthy holdout in which he got a new deal done this past Wednesday. They didn't need him to be a workhorse because of how well the passing game worked. Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper both passed the century mark. In the receiving game, Gallup 7 for 158, Cooper 6 for 106 and a touchdown, Randall Cobb added 69 yards, Dak Prescott and company absolutely spread the wealth throughout the course of this game, and probably the most telling statistic, he didn't seem to be touched at all throughout this game. Dak Prescott was not sacked once, and they barely had opportunities at quarterback hits from the Giants side of things. So that is a big telling reason why the Cowboys completely set the tone in this contest on offense. The injury report is brought to you by Hackensack Meridian Health Life Years Ahead. Kareem Martin left the game with a knee injury. So that is the most notable injury for the Giants coming out of week one. We'll get into some other statistical trends that were very telling in why the Cowboys cruised to a 35-17 victory. But when we come back, we'll take you around the week one NFL scoreboard, what the NFC East looks like after one week of action, and we'll get to the highlights of this game to explain how the Giants fall to the Cowboys 35-17. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. I'm X-Man, and now back to more Giants football on the fan. WFAN, New York. At the Geico Sports Desk with this sports update, I'm Lance Meadow. Let's take you around the Week 1 NFL scoreboard. And there is currently one game in progress, just over a minute to go in overtime. The Lions and the Cardinals are tied at 27. Each team has successfully kicked a field goal in the extra session. Matthew Stafford, three touchdown passes. Kyler Murray, two touchdown passes over 300 yards through the air for the Arizona Cardinals. Everything else is in the book, so let's run you through those finals. Reigning MVP Patrick Mahomes picked up where he left off last season, throwing for 378 yards and three touchdowns to Sammy Watkins, who finished with nine catches for 198 yards. Chiefs cruise past the Jaguars 40-26, to and to make matters worse for Jacksonville, they lost Nick Foles to a broken left clavicle. He is out indefinitely. Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill also left the game with a collarbone injury that sent him to the hospital. He won't need surgery but is expected to miss a few weeks. Chargers outlasted the Colts 30-24 in OT. Austin Eckler, a seven-yard rushing touchdown to win it in the extra session, his third score of the game. Eagles overcame a 17-0 deficit to stun the Redskins 32-27. Carson Wentz threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns, two to Deshaun Jackson, who finished with eight receptions for 154 yards. The Jets had four takeaways and scored a defensive touchdown. 
Yet, that still wasn't enough. They fell to the Bills 17-16. Josh Allen connected with John Brown for a 38-yard touchdown pass with three minutes left in the game for the go-ahead score. Rams jumped out to a 13-0 lead on the Panthers and held on for the 30-27 win. Malcolm Brown had two rushing touchdowns. Ravens clobbered the Dolphins 59-10. Lamar Jackson threw for 324 yards and a franchise record tying five touchdowns. Two to rookie wideout Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Mark Ingram added over 100 yards and two scores on the ground. Titans rolled over the Browns 43-13. Marcus Mariota collected three touchdown passes. Two to tight end Delaney Walker. Baker Mayfield, not a good afternoon for him. He was picked off three times, sacked five times. Vikings took care of the Falcons 28-12. Dalvin Cook over 100 yards rushing and two touchdowns. The Seahawks edged the Bengals 21-20. Russell Wilson with a pair of touchdown passes. Niners topped the Bucks 31-17. Jameis Winston picked off three times. And they are now under a minute to go in overtime. The Lions and the Cardinals still tied at 27. That was the NFL in action. It was brought to you by Bigelow T, the T of choice of Phil Sims and Bob Papa. We welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants extra point as the Giants fell to the Cowboys 35-17 at AT&T Stadium to kick off the 2019 campaign. So let's find out how we got to that final score as we run you through the highlights from today's game. Giants won the toss deferred after the Cowboys opening drive stalled at the New York 46. Big Blue took over at its own nine. On the very first play, Eli dumped it off to Saquon Barkley for eight yards. He fumbled the ball, but Elijah Penny recovered it, and the Giants avoided a rough start. Barkley didn't fumble the ball at all as a rookie. Well, on the very next play, he made up for that and then some, running up the middle for 59 yards, and just like that, New York was in Dallas territory at the 23. Manning completed two straight passes for 15 yards, then Barkley added seven on the ground, setting up a first and goal at the one. Barkley lost two yards, but Cowboys defensive lineman Malik Collins was called for unnecessary roughness, so that once again put the ball on the one with a fresh set of downs for Big Blue. Giants have it first and goal just outside the Cowboys' one. No score. Eye formation, Penny the fullback. Play fake to Barkley. Manning rolls left, throws left, wide open, touchdown Giants as he hooks up with Evan Ingram. They put Van Der Esch on him and he couldn't stay with him. And the Giants' first touchdown of 2019, Manning to Ingram, one yard, and the Giants have the lead. Seven plays, 91 yards in just over four minutes. That is tonight's scoring drive of the game brought to you by Investors Bank. Get the New York Giants checking account only from Investors Bank. With every Giants scoring drive this season, Investors Bank will donate $250 to Casa of New Jersey to help New Jersey's kids in foster care. Not bad for the opening drive of the season. Aldrich Rosas tacked on the extra point. Giants took a 7-0 lead. Well... That was very short-lived. After the ensuing kickoff went for a touchback, the Cowboys took over at their own 25. After Dak Prescott completed three or four pass attempts during one stretch for 31 total yards, Dallas moved down to the New York 38. Following an offensive holding penalty against right guard Zach Martin, the Cowboys eventually faced a first and 17 at the 35. Dak found tight end Blake Jarwin for seven, and on the very next play, looked to follow a similar script. Second and 10, Prescott's going to lob one. Wide open is Jarwin for the touchdown. Nobody covered Jarwin. The more things change, the more they stay the same, Bob. Tight end up the seam when a team needs a play. Not sure why they haven't figured this one out yet, but it is the play that bedevils this defense. 
Indeed, Carl, the Achilles heel, as I like to call it. That captain 11-play, 75-yard drive in just under five minutes. Brett Maher added the extra point. Game was tied at seven. After the Giants' drive stalled at the Cowboys' 45, following an intentional grounding penalty against Eli on a third and one, the Cowboys took over at their own seven, and once again, Dak went to work in a drive that carried over to the second quarter. He completed his first three pass attempts to Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup for 71 total yards, moving Dallas down to the New York 18. A tripping penalty against... Zach Martin backed them up to the 24 and they eventually faced a third and 10 at the 18. Well, not a problem. Prescott hooked up with Randall Cobb for 14 giving the Cowboys a fresh set of downs at the 4. First and goal at the 4. Prescott's going to roll right. Throws for Witten and he's got a touchdown. Welcome back Jason Witten. His 69th career touchdown catch and the Cowboys have the lead. And it was his 16th touchdown in 31 regular season games against the Giants. He picked up exactly where he left off before retirement. Nine plays, 93 yards in just under five minutes. Maher tacked on the extra point. Dallas moved in front 14-7. After New York was forced to punt, the Cowboys took over at their own 17 with just under eight minutes to go in the first half. Later in the drive, following an offensive holding penalty against Zeke, the Cowboys faced a second and 20 at their own 43. Prescott connected with Cobb for seven, but Tay Davis was called for defensive holding. Holding. So instead of a third and 13, it became an automatic first down at the 48. Later in the drive, more mishaps for Big Blue. On third and nine from the New York 38, Dax pass to Tavon Austin fell incomplete, but Marcus Golden was caught off sides. So that made it third and four at the 33, and Dak took full advantage, running for eight yards to continue the drive. Zeke then ran for four. Then after an incomplete pass to Elliott, Dak looked to another target on third down. Cobb goes in motion from left to right. Three receivers stacked right. Prescott in a shotgun set. Takes the snap. He's back to throw. He looks left. He lobs it. Left corner of the end zone. And it's caught for the touchdown. What a throw. What a catch by Amari Cooper. Right over DeAndre Baker. Dak's third touchdown pass of the first half. He was 20 of 26 for 256 yards in the first two quarters alone. And that touchdown pass to Amari Cooper, the Giants' turning point of the game. Listen to Boomer and Geo on our flagship station, WFAN, tomorrow morning in the 9 a.m. hour for the Giants' turning point contest. The first correct caller to name the game's turning point will win a pair of tickets to a future 2019 Giants home game. 13 plays, 83 yards, milked nearly 7 minutes off the clock. Maher added the extra point. Cowboys padded their lead 21-7 and that would be the score at the half. We skip ahead to the third. It was now 21-10 Cowboys with 10-59 to go in the quarter. After Rosas came through with a 28-yard field goal, Dallas took over at its own 25 and the Cowboys wasted no time once again taking advantage of the Giants' defensive miscues. Dak hit Cooper deep down the middle of the field for 45 yards and in the blink of an eye, the Cowboys were in New York territory at the 30. After Zeke picked up five yards on the ground, Prescott tested the Giants' secondary yet again. Prescott takes the shotgun snap, zips one over the middle, wide open, touchdown Cobb! Zip, zip, zip right down the field. I mean, you don't see guys that open in the NFL. Well, you did all day long on Sunday. Dak's fourth touchdown pass of the game. That punctuated a three-play, 75-yard drive in a buck 11. Maher added the extra point. It was 28-10 Cowboys with just under 10 minutes to go in the third. After the ensuing kickoff went for a touchback, Giants took over at their own 25. Eli completed four of his five pass attempts to three different targets and helped Big Blue get down to the Dallas 8, where it faced a third and two. Elijah Penny ran up the middle for a yard, making it fourth and one. 
Pat Shermer kept his offense on the field, looking for a spark to change the game. At the Dallas 8, Manning rolls to his right, looking to throw. Now stops, gets hit by Van Der Esch, and knocked down by Lawrence. The ruling on the field is a fumble recovered by the defense. Manning rolled out to the right. Demarcus Lawrence and Leighton Van Der Esch were there to greet him. A sack and a fumble, and the Giants missed an opportunity to gain some momentum and put more points on the board as the Cowboys would go on to win 35-17, beat the Giants for the fifth straight meeting, and now have won five of the last six regular season openers in which these two teams have collided. So the Cowboys start the season off 1-0. The Giants 0-1 will step aside. We'll come back. Jeff Fegels will rejoin me. We'll break down the offense and the defense for the Giants. Also look ahead to the Bills game next Sunday in their home opener. And hear from you at 877-337-6666. The Giants fall to the Cowboys 35-17. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Jabril Peppers, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan. WFAN, New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Alongside Jeff Fiegel's, I'm Lance Meadow, as the Cowboys top the Giants 35-17 at AT&T Stadium to wrap up week one and clearly one of the biggest storylines from this game Jeff is the defensive breakdowns the big plays for the Dallas Cowboys but it really continues what we talked about all offseason in terms of the defensive personnel changing and when you look at the secondary and the youth we're not yet done making our point about the defense. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. I mean, you would think we'd have a few seconds to break it down. My I mean, goodness, I somebody's you, in a rush I, to I get out of here. I know you ask a lot of us, but to, to, <laughs> for, that was Quick maybe three seconds for analysis? That's okay. it. Nothing That's else it, to nothing talk about. Good. Defensive breakdowns. Everybody go home. We'll speak to you Way next to week. Off. Bills Giants. Kick off 1 p.m. Talk to you then. Don't, have a good we, one. don't we wish. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So to follow up with that, yes, the defense we we talked about it the whole off season is, you know, first and foremost is where where the where the rush was going to come from. Dak Prescott he had all the day all the time in the world today to sit back there, Survey use the, the middle field. of the field, spread the ball around, take time off the clock. Like I said earlier, 19 minutes of possession in the first half. One way to keep Saquon Barkley off the field and that offense for the Giants is to have time of possession. That's what they did. Take it into the second half, third quarter. Giants come out. All of a sudden, the defense falls apart again. They get into penalties, and the Giants cannot move the football offensively down the field at all. They took away every one of their deep passes, gave them everything underneath, and it was just a check down city for the rest of the game. Your offense can at times be your best defense, and I think that's very fitting for the Cowboys. And I'm glad you brought up time of possession, Jeff, because often when it comes to breaking down games, the debate is, well, you got to win time of possession. Well, I'll take it a step further, Jeff. you got to win time of possession, and then you've got to make it count in the end zone. And that's what Dallas did. Dallas yeah. had the ball for over 32 minutes, scored five touchdowns. The Giants actually ended up with 27-42 in time of possession. So it's not as big of a disparity as it the beginning. It came back a little bit, because at one point it was 19-12. and 12. Huge disparity, is, yeah, especially yeah. after that first quarter. But the Giants didn't execute and turn those possessions into points. So time of possession is meaningless. It's irrelevant if mm-hmm. you don't do anything with it. Yeah, and the, and Dallas did everything they could with it. They went down and you know, a lot of guys had different touchdowns. And, um, yeah, if you don't come out with points on drives, um, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a mute point for time of possession. Uh, you heard a lot of the interviews, it's, if you did after the game, 
a lot of the guys, the veterans, saying you know it was mistakes. Uh, they're not going to blame it on youth. Uh, it looks like the the coach blamed a lot of it on youth. Those guys are young out there, and and listen, we talked about it earlier that it's a tough game, and you have to learn how to prepare, and you have to learn how to, you know, that's what veterans are good at. So yet these young guys have to learn from these veterans on how to prepare for a game and and carry it over from the practice field onto the field in a real regular season game. Well, you alluded to this earlier, Jeff. You have to wonder whether or not teams need to revisit the value of a preseason game in terms of playing their starters. And the reason I bring that up, DeAndre Baker missed a lot of time in the preseason. Okay, Sam Beal is on IR right now. Corey Ballantyne obviously missed some time because of the unfortunate incident off the field. As much as these guys were with each other throughout OTAs and getting a feel for one another, didn't have a whole lot of reps during the preseason. Now, I'm not saying that that's a reasonable excuse why there were breakdowns, but you look at what happened with that Bears-Packers game on Thursday night. Real ugly football offenses out of whack. I mean, it's a trend across the league right now. It really is, but, you know, you scratch your head at some of these games, like the Bears and the Packer game the other night, but then you look at the way Dallas played today. I mean, they didn't miss a beat. I mean, so I, I guess it's just a matter of, now that's an experienced defense now. That's an experienced offense. When you look at the Giants, uh, you got a lot of new players on this team that still have to learn to play together, learn how to prepare together, learn how to go out and win together. They'll come sooner or later, but um, listen, and you and I were talking about this off the air. Giants got, I mean, the Bills' defense is just as good or not better than the Dallas Cowboys' defense. So this offense is going to have to learn how to, you're going to have to keep the, that defense off the field. So, I mean, really, when you think about the game plan going into the next week is offensively, you're going to have to start you're gonna run the football against a good defense in the Bills. Yeah, Bills had a top 10 ranked defense last season. They only gave up 16 points to the Jets today. They just had issues holding on to the football from an offensive standpoint. You had four turnovers by Josh Allen, two picks, and he lost two fumbles. Yeah, but you look at their defense kept them in the game because of 100%. that. 100%. Um, so... You know, you look back on this game and, you know, you can't put it on Eli Manning. You can't put it on Saquon Barkley. Um, you really, I thought the offensive line played well enough to, you know, to win the game. Um, but defensively, the blame goes there. Defense certainly taking a brunt of it because of all of those big touchdown passes that they gave up to Dak Prescott. And we'll get more into the offense as we move along, the struggles in the red zone and why they just couldn't capitalize, some costly penalties as well. The network more people rely on gives you more. Get amazing rewards like NFL tickets and once-in-a-lifetime experiences with Verizon up only on Verizon. We will be back on the fan in New York to take your calls in just a second. But right now we say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network. The final score once again, Cowboys 35, Giants 17 as the Giants kick off off the 2019 season at 0-1. You've been listening to Giants Football on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point continues as we'll be back to take your calls at 877-337-6666, 877-337-6666. Right after this, on the fan, Sports Radio 66, WFAN New York. Stay with us. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. He's Jeff Fiegels. I'm Lance Meadow. We're recapping the Giants' 35-17 loss to the Cowboys at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington to kick off the 2019 season. For every first down recorded by the Giants' offense this season, Stop and Shop will donate $100 to regional food banks in the New York metro area. The Giants' first down total for tonight's game, 25. That makes 25 total first downs this season, raising a total of $2,500. Stop and Shop, the official supermarket of the New York Giants. 877 
877-337-6666 is the telephone number. We'll be fielding your phone calls as we move along here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Jeff, we talked a lot about the defense. I want to shift to the offense, and I think there's a certain section of this game that a lot of people are going to say was perhaps a period when it may have sucked the living life out of the Giants on offense, (laughs) and it was when the penalties started to come back to bite them, specifically when they had 12 men on the field, the Cowboys, and it looked like the Giants were going to be able to capitalize. And then the officials told Pat Shermer, well, Jason Garrett was able to call a timeout before then. Okay, so that wiped away the penalty. And then... That was a third and one. That would have given him a first down. Golden opportunity. Yeah. No, I just keep going. I'm just telling you the yeah. sequence there. Well, and now speaking of third and one, okay, Eli has the ball. He rolls out to the right. He gets pressured. He gets hit. And the ball does not return to the line of scrimmage. So he's penalized for intentional grounding. Now, I want to read the rule, Jeff, because you know normally I would argue the officials do not have the easiest job in the world. They're put under the microscope. And I think sometimes when we're all sitting back on our couches, we think we have a much better of view than real do. time. Yeah. But if you go back to the written rule, okay, this is not visual evidence. This is yeah. just the rule. The passer initiates his passing motion towards an eligible receiver and then is significantly affected by physical contact from a defensive player that causes the pass to land in an area that is not in the direction and vicinity of an eligible receiver. So therefore, it doesn't get back to the line of scrimmage if you're hit. As a result, it is not intentional grounding. He was hit. Eli Manning was hit. No question. So textbook definition, that should have not been an intentional grounding penalty. And that's what Pat Shermer was saying. Exactly. He he knew the rule. Um, Evidently, the referees did not. But... Yeah, you know, but that that was just that was just a sequence there that things started to go wrong. I'll tell you a couple things that didn't go wrong that I didn't understand offensively. When you have a Saquon Barkley in the game, or when he's not in the game, and you have third and one and fourth and one, how you don't get the ball to Saquon Barkley on any of those two plays? I don't know. You have to give them to him on both of them. I mean, I would have liked to see it, but you know, you run Elijah Penny up the up the gut, he doesn't get anything. On fourth and one, you're gonna roll out. Just like the intentional Just grounding play. Just like they play. did. So I think you got to be a little bit more creative when it comes to play calling there and personnel. Get your best player on offense in the game, uh, especially when you're down like that. Offensively, too, you know, the offensive line, I told you earlier, I thought that they played decently. Eli had some, some good time in the pocket, but defensively for the Cowboys, they shut down the receiving game, the Giants. They would not give them anything. And if you Kept look at everything all these, in front of them. Absolutely. Um, and, and and we talked we talked about Evan Ingram earlier. What a game he had, and what a season he can have if he can stay healthy. And we talked about that on our pregame show. Can he have a thousand yards receiving this year? Well, he's on his way at a hundred and some, over hundred yards today. So I think that once teams realize that he's going to be a target and a guy that Eli Manning's going to go to. It'll free up some of these other guys around on the field and get some big plays out of them. That's the plan. Now, those guys also need to show separation. That's the first step. And also avoid some penalties because, for example, Cody Latimer had a great 43-yard catch right up the right sideline with a defender right on him. And then later in the game, great throw by Eli. And then the offensive pass interference call, which then backed them up. So it was like every time you thought maybe there was a sign of the Giants bursting out of the bubble, then they shot themselves in the foot once again. And when you go on the road in the National Football League, there's a couple things you can't do. Number one, you can't have a bunch of penalties. Okay, They, They create negative plays. You can't turn the ball over. They did it twice. Now, again, the one at the end of the game... It didn't, didn't really matter when they were down so far. Well, but it's still going to affect turnover differential it, when it's, it's all it, said and it done. It definitely will. 
It's also a learning experience for Daniel Jones again. I mean, he he is a young guy that you look at the preseason, he turned the ball over two or three times. So he need to learn from that. And I'm sure that Coach Shermer was telling him on the sideline, listen, I, I want you to get the first down, but you got to protect the football. you got to protect the football on the road. Those are some things you cannot do, have penalties and, and turn the ball over, if, especially if your defense isn't getting any takeaways. You're not going to win the game. Because you need help in the field positioning department no as much as you can. <laughs> and now you're hurting yourself in that department. Now, I, I know we kind of segued away from the offense because, you know what, I, I, don't, I've, I told you this, and, and Lance, you and I do enough work together. I've told you this, and you have agreed with me, that where is this defense and how is it going to play this year will totally dictate what's going to happen with this team going forward. If this is any indication that what's going to happen to the rest of the season, then the Giants are in trouble. And that you're going to see Daniel Jones sooner or later if this keeps happening. Because the Giants, are, if they're going to play like this, they're going to take – there's no reason – and they're going to jump off to an 0-5, 0-6 start. You know what's going to happen here. So the Giants is going to have – defense is going to have to step up and play better football, especially against an AFC opponent next week that's a pretty good football team. Now, you look at the fact that the offense only put up 17 points, and that group deserves criticism overall because sure. you're not going to win many games with 17 points no matter what shape your defense is in. They 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 scored less than 19 – they scored 19 points the first eight games of the season last year. And they didn't win one game. That. And then what happened in the final quarter of the season? The scoring went up. They scored and people over 25 maybe they or 27 the points. Yeah, there you go. But I'm with you in terms of the defense was the looming question mark, and it basically affirmed what we thought Dak here Prescott today. came out of that game today with not one speck on his jersey today. He didn't get hit Clean. once. Clean. Clean. That's, that, that's not good. If you don't get to the quarterback, you better have a shutdown secondary. And if you don't have a shutdown secondary, good luck. I did not hear any of the names on the Dexter Lawrence. Didn't hear his name. B.J. Hill, only because he got hurt. Okay. Marcus Golden Marcus had the Golden, offsides penalty. Offsides, okay. Um, R.J. McIntosh, I heard his name because they just said he just came in the game. Dalvin Tomlinson. No. Heard you didn't him on hear a much out of eight. Lorenzo Carter. Yeah. What about him? He had a good pass breakup on a on a. It went off play. his helmet. Went off his yeah. helmet. <laughs> that was about it. You know, and we and we commented earlier about the the only the only names that we're hearing in tackles is the secondary. And listen, Conley played well. Okay, he's a guy that's gonna you know he gets in there in situations that he's in the game. Tay Davis is another guy that's in there on obvious passing down, so they're gonna platoon a lot this season. We will have plenty more coming up here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point as we continue to break down the Giants' 35-17 loss to the Cowboys. 877-337-6666 is the telephone number. We'll also get you caught up with everything happening in week one of the NFL. We'll be back right after this. At the Geico Sports Desk with this sports update, I'm Lance Meadow. Well, it didn't take long for us to get our first tie of the NFL season. The Lions and the Cardinals finished tied at 27 in overtime. So mixed emotions out of the desert for both of those teams. Kyler Murray, two touchdown passes over 300 yards through the air. He was sacked five times. Matthew Stafford, nearly 400 yards passing, three touchdowns as both teams end in a 27 knot. Moving along to other finals across the NFL in Week 1. Reigning MVP Patrick Mahomes picked up where he left off last season, throwing for 378 and three touchdowns to Sammy Watkins, who finished with nine catches for a buck 98. 
Chiefs cruise past the Jaguars 40-26, but to make matters worse for Jacksonville, they lost Nick Foles to a broken left clavicle. He's out indefinitely. Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill also left the game with a collarbone injury that sent him to the hospital. He won't need surgery, but is expected to miss a few weeks. The Chargers outlasted the Colts 30-24 to in overtime. Austin Eckler, a seven-yard rushing touchdown to win it in OT, his third score of the game. Eagles overcame a 17-0 deficit to stun the Redskins 32-27. Carson Wentz threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns, two to Deshaun Jackson. The Jets, they had four takeaways and scored a defensive touchdown. Yet, they still fell to the Bills. 17-16, Josh Allen connected with John Brown for a 38-yard touchdown pass with three minutes left in the game for the go-ahead score. Rams jumped out to a 13-0 lead on the Panthers, held on for the 30-27 win. Malcolm Brown, two rushing touchdowns. Ravens hammered the Dolphins 59-10. Lamar Jackson, 324 yards passing and a franchise record tying five touchdowns, two to rookie wideout Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Mark Ingram added over 100 yards and two scores on the ground. Titans crushed the Browns 40 13 Marcus Mariota collected three touchdown passes, two to tight end Delaney Walker. Baker Mayfield, not a memorable debut in the 2019 season. Picked off three times, sacked five times. Vikings, they took care of the Falcons, 28-12. Dalvin Cook, over 100 yards rushing and two touchdowns. The Seahawks edged the Bengals, 21-20. Russell Wilson, a pair of touchdown passes. And the Niners topped the Bucks, 31-17. Jameis Winston picked off three times. That was the NFL in action. It was brought to you by Bigelow T, the T of choice of Phil Sims and Bob Papa. We welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Alongside Jeff Fiegels, I'm Lance Meadow, recapping the Giants' 35-17 loss to the Cowboys in Arlington. Let's open up the phone lines at 877-337-6666. And we start off the festivities with Stewart in Brooklyn, New York. Stewart, what's happening? Hey, Lance and Jeff. Um, two, 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 two points and, and I wanted to make. Uh, on a fourth and one, I mean, you, you roll Eli instead of giving the ball to Barkley. The second time we did that, on a third and fourth short, not Barkley once, we rolled out Eli multiple times. My, my, my other point is, on DeAndre Baker, he was bad all day. He got toasted by Gallup. I know, I know Baker was terrific in college, but to me, he, he's, he's simply not ready. I mean, who knows if he ever will be. I mean, Gettleman says he he was the best corner in, in the draft. I guess some guys can adjust the speed fairly quickly. Well, I think that uh, if you see in the depth chart, Antonio Hamilton and DeAndre Baker are listed as the two starters. So they obviously know that these guys are not ready to be this, the, the sole guy out there. But there's nothing else you're going to be able to do about this. Who else is there is going to be on the team to be able to go in there and play? So these guys are baptismal by fire, as Lance said earlier. They're going to have to just go out there and play. And I wouldn't also judge a guy based on one game, Stuart. I think we still need to see a little bit more out of DeAndre Baker. But if you want to bench Baker, first of all, you got to question what that's going to do for his confidence moving forward, considering you're expecting him to be a key component of the secondary. Yep. And number two, to your point, Jeff, all right, who's behind him on the depth chart? Julian Love is a rookie. Corey Ballantyne is a rookie. So even if you move out of the direction of Baker, you're going to replace him with another young, inexperienced player. Yeah, and obviously there's a pecking order there, and, and they competed all training camp. And and from the Giants' standpoint, that he won that starting job, and that's just the way that there's going to be until somebody can do better than he does. And appreciate the phone yeah, call, thank Stuart. thank you, Stuart. Thanks so much for weighing in. Let's hear from Rick in Tampa, Florida. Rick, hey, Rick. welcome to WFAM. What do you got for us? What's up, guys? Uh, all right, uh, real quick. Um, you know, I knew it'd be a tough game, but and he was the first. The caller just said exactly what I was going to say on one point: is that why is Eli rolling out on both of those plays? I mean, come on. Uh, 
I don't think that's his, uh, that's his specialty. And it eliminates half the field. And why are those, you know, it's bad enough that we got challenged as it is defensively, but Schumer's play call, when we're not using uh, Saquon on these short runs, has got to be questioned. And regarding the defense, I knew, you know, listen, I didn't think it was a tough game. Hopefully we could win the next couple games. But the defense has to show up a little bit. I mean, and I hold that on, on the defensive coach because I don't think his schemes at all completely work anywhere. And it's almost like, yes, we're going to have brain cramps and we're going to have some, as Paul, Paul's, Paulie Dots has been saying about, you know, we're going to get burned, we're going to get beat, we're going to learn every game. But, I mean, I don't, I don't even think anything worked at all. So it's just like, it's something, you know, something's got to be done there. And I think the play calling, like I said, is what was terrible by Schumer on a lot of those short runs where everybody knows that Barkley's the guy who should get the ball. Don't you agree that that doesn't help us by those play calls? I agree with you. And really, if you if you don't want to get the ball to Saquon Barkley, you should at least have him in there as a decoy, right? I mean, if exactly. you think about it. But right. um, I also believe that if Eli Penny is going to be your guy and you're going to force the ball in there on a, on a third and one, your offensive lineman got to get a push. You got to get a yard, right? I mean, you should be able to get a yard with your. But I, listen, I understand what you're saying. I think defensively too, James Betcher likes to put pressure. He likes to get blitzes, right? So well, he blitzed a lot today and got burned on a lot of those blitzes. That was in the game plan. You saw a lot of the cornerbacks blitzes. You saw some of the safety blitzes. It did not work. They got beat down the middle of the field. You saw the two plays in oh, yeah. Antoine, but they had said, listen, that was my fault. Two plays. It was the touchdown to, to the tight end and the touchdown to Amari Cooper. Well, that's when they put him in coverage, Jeff, yeah. on Amari. So I think that, yeah. yes, there is some onus on the coach here, and there is some scheme stuff. And it's the beginning of the season. These guys, I said it earlier, I don't know if you were listening, but the younger players I've on this, yep. the, the, they, they've got to learn how to game plan and get and get in those and yeah. study. They've got to study. Right. And- and next week's like you know, we know Buffalo has a, a great defense, but they definitely be more offensively challenged. And if that'll be the chance for the Giants' defense to come out there and show some improvement, and if they can get a win and show improvement there, that's okay. And I look forward to that. But they have to. I mean, that was just it was embarrassing. It was really it embarrassing the, to see them that wide open. Yeah. The oh, last God. thing, the last so, thing you want to have happen here is and appreciate the call, Rick. Thanks so much for waiting. Yeah, thank, thank, you. thank you, Rick. The, and we talked a little bit about this in the open of our pregame show today is that, you know, the Cowboys and the Giants, the division game right off the bat. The last thing you're going to want to do is get buried in this division. Then second of all, the last thing you want to do is get off to an 0-2 start. You go and you get your home opener against an AFC team. You, you should be able to win this game, okay, and get back to 1-1. One and one. That's respectability. You fall to 0-2. Look who's coming in the following week. Redskins, right? Another division, another fall. division game, and you're at zero and two, and you're pressing, and you're pressing, and you know if you don't lose, if you win, if you don't win that game, you're zero and two in the division. Bam, in the which first is going to be familiar territory for the yeah. Giants because that's the position they put themselves. And in. And that's why we were talking about it today. Was this was a really big game for the Giants to tr- to hopefully try to win because, you know, if you got to go in the next two weeks, two out of the first three games are in the division. And if you don't win in the division, then it becomes that much more challenging to forget the division, just get a playoff spot.
or at least remain competitive in the thick of things. Five and one, the Dallas Cowboys were last year. Four and two, the Eagles were. Both those teams were playoff teams. The Giants got to get to at least one of those two. Yeah, five you can't be hovering around 500 it's in not the gonna division. Work. It's not just gonna not going to work gonna this year. No. I think the Giants have even proved that in recent history. I do agree with the caller that you take a step back in terms of the offensive powerhouse that you played against this week in terms of what Buffalo brings to the table. Yeah. So perhaps you get a better read on the defense or you get a better feel, hey, if the defense can handle Josh Allen and a bunch of unproven wideouts yeah. with not as much experience as what Dallas has to offer. Well, you look at the game the Jets played today, the Jets and the Bills played today, that was a 17-16 game, okay? The the, the Jets' defense is pretty good, okay? They're, are, are they better than the Giants' defense at this point? I would say yes. And, you know, they, so yeah, I, I agree with you. This is, they do take a step back offensively. Yeah, big bounce back opportunity for the defense, but also you can't expect to win games when you only score 17 points on the offensive side of things. 877-337-6666 is the telephone number. We'll continue to field your phone calls as we're recapping the Giants' 35-17 loss to the Cowboys. We'll also look ahead to the Buffalo game and the importance of divisional opponents early in the season, how that has certainly set the tone in previous campaigns. We'll be back right after this. This is DeAndre Bacon. You're listening to Giants football on the fan. WFAN, New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. He's Jeff Fiegels. I'm Lance Meadow. Giants fall to the Cowboys 35-17 at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington. With this game of the books, here's a look at the current standings. Brought to you by Taco Bell. Have a giant hunger? Pick up a Taco 12-pack from Taco Bell today. Sometimes you just got to live moss. So the Cowboys beat the Giants. The Eagles beat the Redskins. So the Cowboys and the Eagles tied for first at 1-0. The Giants and the Redskins both 0-1. The Redskins actually led the Eagles 17-0 and somehow watched that lead disappear. The Toyota Celebration touchdown total for tonight's game is two. That makes two touchdowns for the Giants this season. Dear driver, hurry in and save Toyota Let's go places. You know what you see, Lance? A lot of times this time of the year, coming out of preseason, these starters, they don't play much. And they get gassed. So this, in this case, that's what happened in that Eagles-Redskins game. Is that Eagles? <laughs> that, that Redskins defense got gassed in the second half. They were done. So then this, that can happen. And these, you know, really, that's why the argument always comes back to these now, this 18-game season that we talk about. Um, you know, they don't play anybody in the preseason, so why don't you just extend the season to 18 so you get a little bit... I, I You know, it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Well, this new CBA talks are going to be here before you know it, so it's going to be, I'm sure, a, a big topic of discussion, but just remember, if you do turn preseason games into regular season games, it's not as if you're eliminating the preseason, because to your point, Jeff, you're still going to have that rusty period where they're still getting used to one another and they're not clicking from all angles and all cylinders. Yeah, but I think at least you'll see all of the starters for two games. Because coaches can't afford to hold them back. They cannot. Under those circumstances. And again, there's been talks about, you know, they have to sit out one one week or two weeks or something like that. Well, that was one idea that was floated. I I, can't ever see that happening. I can't. There's no way that that can happen. No coach would ever agree to that. There's no way. And no front office executive, I'm sure, would want that either. The, the the bottom line here with that, and I, I know I brought it up, probably shouldn't even talk about it, but the fact is, is that that's all, it's going to be all about money. The players are going to want those two game checks extra that are going to equal exactly what their game checks are for the 17 weeks that they get. So, 
They just need to find a way to play 20-plus years in the NFL like you, and then maybe they won't be worrying about how many game checks they get. <laughs> I'd like to have those game checks right now back. That'd be I'm sure. I'm sure you would. <laughs> Although I, I, am, I am glad I'm not on a plane back from Dallas. Because well, when, when you go, the, when those, I'm telling you, when you get beat down like those on the road, that's not a fun trip back. I don't miss those days. Silence. Silence, you know, and, and the young guys, they, you know, the old guys just learn to shrug it off and move on. But the, the young guys sometimes seem to, seem to take it harder than the veterans do. But they'll learn. They'll learn. It's a, it's a young roster. Well, and that now brings us to the next game, looking ahead. And a, a key opportunity here for this young roster, Jeff, to put this performance behind them, specifically on the defensive side of the ball, and get ready for the regular season home opener against the Buffalo Bills, a team with a second-year quarterback at Josh Allen, a running game that doesn't have LaShawn McCoy. They're using Frank Gore and their rookie Devin Singletary. So this is not Dak Prescott, this is not Zeke, Amari Cooper, the household names that the Cowboys have to offer. So an opportunity, realistically, for the Giants' defense to be aggressive, maybe take a few more chances, because the Buffalo Bills' offense is far from as proven as what Dallas has showcased over the last few seasons. I think Dak Prescott can throw the ball better, okay, um, than Josh Allen. I do know this, he likes to make plays with his feet. And he likes to get he was outside the leading the rusher last season for the Bills. So I think that's something you have to look at. And that defensively, you're just going to have to keep him in the pocket. He's a big, big guy, big thrower. Um, but yeah, this defense can is going to have to make some plays and get some pressure on the quarterback. And somehow James Betcher is going to have to figure it out. Somehow, some way to get pressure. I don't care if it's go back to a 4-3. I, I, something's got to change here. And um, I'm, I'm being just facetious there, but I mean, he's got to do something. I think they're because I you, think the writing's on the wall in that I, department. But I, but I believe that you know, if you're going to go into this season without touching your uh, opposing quarterback every single week, that, that that puts so much pressure on that secondary. That's just something's got to something's got to give. Well, that goes back to the fact that as good as your secondary is, and I'll bring up New England, and I understand New England is a unique franchise because of their success rate. But last year, Jeff, the Patriots and the Giants had the same number of sacks, mm -hmm. which most people probably wouldn't believe if they sure. weren't aware of that stat. They both had 30 sacks. Well, what was the biggest difference? How does New England then get to the Super Bowl and win it, and the Giants end up like they were? Well, the answer is the Patriots had an experienced, shut-down secondary. Yeah. I mean, look at what those guys did to the Rams in the Super Bowl. I agree. Last season. I agree. And, and so we have to you kind of look at the— <laughs> You have to look how this is going to evolve. I mean, somewhere they got to get these guys by drafting them. Okay. DeAndre Baker was a first round draft pick. That doesn't mean he's going to come in and be a shutdown corner right away. He's going to have to learn how to play the position in the National Football League. But his learning curve is going to be way quicker than some other free agent, as we saw the Giants have been trying to get guys off the streets to play this position in the in the past. Well, and also, he doesn't have the luxury, Jeff, to say, hey, I'm playing behind a veteran for a year. That's right. They need him they because didn't have of him. the personnel right now. They didn't have him. You look, at Corey, you look at Ballantyne, you look at Love, you look at all these young guys that they brought in, give them some time, they're good, they're, they make some good plays. We saw it in preseason. They, they, they're, they're very active. They can play. It's just going to take some time. Well, but it's also a different story when now you're going up against the starters for all four quarters. Exactly. And they make adjustments and tweaks based on what they see on you on film. Yeah. Whereas what we were talking about earlier, Jeff, it's vanilla, vanilla in the preseason. No, They're no not change. worried about tweaking yeah. the game plan They're for out there for the whole game in preseason and go, wow, this game's pretty easy. These guys, all they do <laughs> just is run, run around, the same routes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So predictable. Um, but it, it is. And, and really, from a, a team perspective, you get back into the locker room and you got to have a, a quick, you know, Turn around. You just got to have forget about what happened, corrections, 
That's what happens on Mondays. You come in, they do the corrections, and then you move on. Short memory. But they're certainly, to your point, going to have to find a way to generate pressure. Have to. There is no question. It's going to have to be there. And if, if not, then th- it's going to be a long, long year. Marcus Golden is the lone proven commodity. 19 career sacks. He had 12 and a half, though, in one season. But here's the kicker, Jeff. And you and I have had a lot of these conversations dating mm-hmm. back to the offseason. He had Chandler Jones playing opposite him in Arizona. Who is the proven guy opposite Marcus no Golden one. now? No one. Yeah. So they don't have to. They, they don't have to put all their attention to anybody. Chandler Jones, you got to pay attention Correct, to him, right? And that frees up one-on-one favorable opportunities. Correct. Who now is the opposing offensive line worried about? Are they worried about Lorenzo Carter? Are they worried about O'Shane Zimenez? Nope. I mean, these guys. Yes, they flashed, and they're hopefully going to be a part of the Giants' future. But they've got to prove it first before offenses start worrying about them. No question. Well, we will be back next week. Indeed, one of the books, Jeff. Thank you. Always a pleasure as that wraps up Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Peerless Boilers, America's best-built boilers. Bud Light, keep it crisp. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York football Giants. Learn more at picknrg.com. River Spring Health, call 856-SENIOR. And brought to you by your local Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealers. Visit mbusa.com for special offers. The final score once again, Cowboys 35, Giants 17. Our next broadcast will be next Sunday, September 15th, when the Giants host the Bills at MetLife Stadium in their regular season home opener. Kickoff set for 1 p.m. Our pregame show starts 11.30 a.m. right here on WFAN Sports Radio 66, 660 a.m. For all the latest team news, stay locked to Giants.com and the team's mobile app, where you can also watch the Giants' weekday talk show, Big Blue Kickoff Live, at 1.30 p.m. For Jeff Eagles and our entire crew, I'm Lance Meadow saying so long from our New York City studios. We'll speak to you next Sunday. Have a good one.